now, time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by the fourth annual Association of Joey and Alaska Pollock Producers, Wild Alaska Pollock Meeting, taking place at the Western Seattle in Seattle, Washington on October 17th, 2022. The Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers, also known as GAP, is working to promote wild Alaska pollock in major whitefish markets around the world with a focus on Europe, North America, and Japan. Their goal is to educate both seafood buyers and consumers about the superior benefits of wild Alaska pollock. The theme of this year's wild Alaska pollock meeting is strategically building awareness and demand for the perfect protein and will bring together representatives from all segments of the wild Alaska pollock industry, marketing experts, and visionary speakers designed to challenge the status quo, and inspire collaboration for tackling future industry challenges. Topics will include economic updates, consumer research and trends, the results from the new GAP Always On Wild Alaska Pollock Awareness and Demand Campaign, and much more. To register for the meeting, please visit alaskapollock.org. Don't miss out. I'm CP News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle, and this week we're happy to welcome Nola Martin, Vice President of Marketing at Ocean's Brands, and Kelly Burling of Matisse and Culinary Collective to the CP News Podcast. Nola and Kelly joined Lauren and I to talk about Ocean Brand's recent launch of Ocean's line of wild-caught tin seafood in the U.S. Take a listen. Welcome, Nola and Kelly. We're happy to have you on the Seafood News Podcast. Um, and now, uh, why don't you tell our listeners about Ocean's line of tin seafood that launched in the U.S. last week? We, we covered it on the website. The packaging looks beautiful. The, the products sound awesome. So give us more details about uh, what, what people can look for. We are so excited to bring the Ocean's line of um, seafood to the U.S. We're thrilled to be launching sustainable, small species, um, and a focus on flavor with exciting ingredient profiles and recipes that are really unique to the market, and focus on species that are small but growing in the market um, so small in market size and small species overall. Uh, the more the more you can take foods from the bottom of the food chain, especially in the ocean, the healthier it is for the end consumer, the more sustainable that is. And those are the species that we focused on for um, for this line and then wanted to do something different with it. So really looked at the recipes that were unique to the market um, and flavor profiles where we could bring some value add to, to consumers and excite them about the tin seafood aisle again. That's great. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about the partnership with Matisse and how that came about? Sure. Um, I can handle that. So, um, so oceans has actually been a brand, um, that's been in Canada since 1962. So we bring a whole bunch of heritage. Um, and we've actually, we've tried to enter the U S before, but with our more traditional tuna and salmon varieties, and, you know, we weren't that successful. So, um, we wanted to wait until we had a partnership with, um, with a U.S. based uh, company that was familiar with both specialty and distributing some of these small fish. Um, when we bought uh, Culinary Collective, of which Matisse is a part of about a year and a half ago, that really started to germinate our plans for what we could do. And so we wanted to make sure that we were able to offer a complimentary item um, at a great price point that was interesting, and then really leverage the power of Matisse 
Um, the Matisse brand name has been around for 22 years in the U.S. They have a fantastic reputation about being high quality, sustainable fish, working with fisheries that are family owned. Um, and we shared that common value. So we thought what a better partnership to actually um, build a, a slightly different business. So looking at mackerel and also bristling sardines that would really complement um, what people had come to know Matisse for in the U.S. Okay. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about that is that uh, I was looking on Ocean's site and it was, you know, like primarily tuna, you know, some salmon and, and shellfish. Um, what led you guys towards towards those two species at now that you're introducing the U.S.? So about five years ago, we actually introduced mackerel to Canada. And it's a European mackerel. It's a mild fish. It's actually related to tuna. And we've been able to grow that market from about three and a half million to five million. Now, Canada is about a tenth the size of the U.S., so we're hoping for much stronger things. And, and we feel like um, Canadians and, and our U.S. Uh, counterparts, um, are they're missing out if they don't try this fish. It's a mild fish. It lends itself really well to smoking. It lends itself really well to flavors. And it's kind of a really unique and underdeveloped place where we feel like we can we can make a difference and we can actually carve out a niche and a market, satisfying a consumer who's who you know has this unmet need. There's a lot of really great people that already do tuna and salmon, and we just felt like that wasn't going to be a place where we could be successful. Yeah, it's actually it's, that's funny because Lauren and I um, we've had some canned tuna, and we recently we have a series called Watch Us Eat, which we're actually going to feature um, Ocean's new line on. So we're really excited yeah. about that. But we just had another tin, uh, tin seafood company, and we we tried tin rockfish for the first time, and we were so pleasantly surprised. And it's just not something that's out there yet, and it is exciting to try something different. And I think especially after the pandemic, everybody bought canned tuna, canned salmon. I think everybody is kind of yearning for something different. And when you have a pleasant experience already with something that's canned seafood, I think people are more open to, to kind of, you know, opening their mind and, and trying something new. We actually saw that in the data, um, in consumer data from the pandemic, right? Tin seafood exploded, as you said, because everybody wanted something shelf stable. The shelves were bought bare and people who were used to only buying tuna were suddenly buying sardines or they were suddenly buying the, you know, the smoked kippers or whatever was last there on the, the shelf <laughs> and um, trying it. Right. So people ended up getting exposed to foods that they hadn't been exposed to before. And when they're exposed to sardines, um, mackerel done well, really high quality product that really is truly the, the species, um, hand packed. So there's care being taken with the fillet. So they don't turn into, you know, mush or slurry in the can. It is eye opening what level of quality is available to consumers out there. And so um, post pandemic, we've seen, you know, some of the, the species start to return to normal levels, but interesting species have continued to grow even post pandemic. So mackerel is one of them that's growing. Some of the shellfish is still growing. People are excited to have found these unique, interesting things that they hadn't tried until they had to, because it was the last thing available on the shelf. So it's been a really great time, I think, for tin seafood in general, um, to, to get exposure to a lot of consumers that they didn't, um, that weren't going to buy it if, if the pandemic hadn't happened, if we have any silver lining, right. <laughs> right. Call out. Yeah. We'll take, we will take any silver lining from the pandemic. Exactly. Yes, we will. Surely. And it, it, it's so inspiring to talk with people who 
built something out of the pandemic. You know, I was in my corner crying for the past two years and, you know, you guys are out there like creating What's this up? whole brand and it's, it's really amazing. Um, I want to know who came up with these flavor profiles. They all sound fantastic. Um, some of them we've got curry flavors, jalapeno flavors. We've got juniper and coriander, red pepper and herbs. Um, I, I love that it's not just like the, you know, the core product in there. You give us a little bit of a direction and flavor in there to help inspire some recipes. So I want to hear more about that and the the thought process and, you know, the trial and error. <laughs> Absolutely. Trial is definitely part of it, right? So um, we work with, uh, with companies that have a range of recipes available. We really looked at what was out there in the U.S. market. Um, in other tin seafood as well and said, okay, where does there seem to be saturation in? What does there seem to be popularity and growth in? And then what's unique that we think might be exciting? Again, the whole focus here was to invigorate, liven up and freshen up some of the, the species and flavor profiles that were available for consumers. So we bring in a whole bunch of different flavors that are available, and then we test them with our teams. Um, and we have people do rankings and ratings and say what they like. And then we go back and say, okay, we need to, we need to zhuzh this up a little bit. We want it a little hotter. We want some, you know, texture in that jalapeno so that people know there's jalapeno in there. We want to make sure that the curry is, um, uh, didn't have any allergens in it. So, you know, we adjusted the recipes to make them really clean, to make the the flavors that we wanted come through. And we wanted some unique stuff. So lots of people have spicy, Jalapeno is a very unique spicy that has a little bit of sweet and natural smoky to it as well. So really focusing in on something that you were going to get that punch in your mouth of, oh, yeah, that's what that is. And then something fun like curry, like curries are huge right now, right? And growing in, in popularity and cooking. So giving someone that curry experience just by opening a can and being able to put it on a um, some steamed rice with maybe some vegetables and having a delicious curry meal. That's my personal favorite. So I will talk about it until the end of time. <laughs> um, but then coriander and juniper, you call that, like that's not a, a super common um, flavor profile in, in the U.S. unless you're talking about a gin and tonic. Um, right. Where, where the also inspiration comes from, right? <laughs> um, so it was about like, could we pair this, the, the whole charcuterie board, the seacuterie board, if you will, right? Like how could we pair this and have some natural parallels with that cocktail hour, let people know that they can just open this tin and serve it. It is a natural fit for a, for a gin and tonic, um, for your putting neck with your crackers, a little cream cheese. You've got a, a great smorgasbord going for you. All right, Lauren. So if that's one of the ones we're, we're sampling, we're going to have to make gin and tonics. Oh, we're going to do a, a cocktail pairing for sure. <laughs> it would be highly encouraged. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things we wanted to look at with a number of these varieties too, is just to make sure that they were still versatile. So part of the appeal of tin, tin tuna is you can do anything with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but we also wanted, to, we also knew that people, you know, they, they want to eat it right out of the tin, but they also want to try and eat it in a different way. And so to Kelly's point, you know, the, the korma curry, it can go on a number of different things. We've got a number of different recipes that people that might not be as familiar with the species can actually go and try and, and maybe, you know, also make it a bit of a budget stretcher, right? People are looking for ways to economize these days. And how do you make this appealing for a family or, or for even a couple that you're not maybe just consuming the whole tin all at once, although it is is um, still a budget stretcher, even if you did want to eat the whole thing all at the same time. That was one of my questions. I, I went on um, Amazon because it's available on Amazon, right? Is it available through any other retailers right now? 
That flavor is only available on Amazon right now. We have a um, several flavors launching uh, that beginning right at the beginning of next month through New at Kegi, and then three of the SKUs are available at the Fresh Market right now as well. Yeah, I was looking on on Amazon, and one of them had uh, quite a few reviews already, and it seems like a lot of people were putting them on on salads. Um, and every like a lot of the reviews was all the same. You said this earlier. You could tell that it is hand packed and like with care. It's not a mushy fish, and a lot of people were just talking about the quality, which I think is is so important when you're buying fish online. And for canned, you know, and tin seafood, it's it's not that big of a deal to buy it online, but it's just. We're, you're you're still not yeah seeing it in the stores. I mean, you have some specialty shops, but um, it's it's so important to have you know the, these people that are willing to speak out and say no, this is this is a good product. Give this a shot. Add this to your Amazon cart. So that was that was really great to see. So we're we're very excited to try that there. Um, Throw it on some rice noodles, little coconut milk um, on on rice noodles. You got a, a meal for a family or a little bok choy personal favorite. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That does sound awesome and easy too. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is my, one of my last questions. Lauren and I have been having a big, deep conversations about this. <laughs> is it canned or tin? Does it matter? Is <laughs> is canned just like an American thing? Like, cause tin does sound so much better and it, it sounds so much classier. It sounds so much more high end, but I think it is. I, I wasn't sure if it's just us, you know, Amer- the typical Americans to classifying everything, I'm, you know, canned seafood. But is it, what are your thoughts on that? Is there a difference between canned and tin seafood or is it just, uh, just it is what it is? You know what? I think of cans as round mm-hmm. and that's where I, I why I say I do too. I, I, I feel like for me, tuna, like, and I'm not disparaging tuna at all, but tuna and salmon are canned because they're in round cans mm-hmm. and that, the other the other varieties are more are tin. They're in a different kind of can. They have a slight, you know, you get sort of a slightly more premium, uh, higher quality. And so um, I think part of part of a way to get more interest and excitement in the category is also a little bit of reframing. And and, you know, the the tinned to me speaks a lot more about that high quality, you know, caught fresh, you know, handled, handled with care and with love so that you get this really lovely product. And that's, that's a little bit of kind of how I would like to think about it. But again, it could be, you know, potato, potato. (laughs) No, that's, that's exactly what we were saying. We're like, tin definitely sounds like you're eating a a nicer product. (laughs) Yes. Nothing against canned seafood. We want to. Nothing against it at all. (laughs) Some lovely things in round cans, but literally for me, that's what it is. And it is the length, right? Like you need that space to fit the whole. Right. Yeah fish in there, the whole filet and, and to keep the, the integrity of the, um, what you want to eat. You don't, if you don't want it to be that mush. Yeah. Like I said, like the, the Amazon, you know, you could always look at a product online, but when you're seeing it directly on Amazon, when someone's doing a review, that is, those are pieces of, that's pieces of fish. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're not getting something mushed into a can shoved in there, packed in no flakes. Yep. No, it and it's filet. It, it is definitely a filet and there are different kinds of mackerel. Like there's horse mackerel, which, um, which does come in a bigger can. So, you know, maybe tinned is also a way of differentiating this kind of mackerel. This is a super sustainable, really healthy for you kind of mackerel. It's, it's got a great FDA rating, you know, super, super low in mercury. You can eat it every day if you wanted to, which, which is also something that I think led us to this species as well as the sardines. Yeah. Yeah. We're super excited to try it. Um, you know, you can tell you guys have thought about every single detail, you know, from 
inside the tin to even the packaging. The packaging is beautiful and bright and eye-catching. Um, so we really love that and appreciate that. Um, and yeah, keep the the favorite recipes coming because we'll be we'll be dining on it in a in our next watch us eat video along with some cocktails. So we'll take those Fantastic. suggestions as well. <laughs> yeah, make sure and send us the link. <laughs> yeah, yep, of course. You touched on um, the Matisse and uh, and Ocean's partnership before, and it um, and the alignment, and then the distinction. And I think um, one of the things that I just want to call out uh, specifically, we've sort of alluded to it, is that the link really is about quality, right? Like we really want to bring this impeccable eating experience to the consumer, and something flavor driven approaches to food. The Matisse line is really much more about that um, European, more clean, pure recipes, uh, simple ingredients, often just the plain fish. And this is really flavor-driven, recipe-driven, um, really wanted to be price point accessible to, to a lot of um, consumers. And I think uh, the, the link there is that we really care about what's in the tin, both from its sustainability point of view and to make sure that the the quality is going to be there for the consumer, that they're going to be excited about eating it. Um, and that's, uh, you know, something that was a great um, about the partnership that in developing the line that we were able to, you know, really orient around sustainability and quality. Definitely. It, two important factors. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, make sure you check out Ocean Marin's uh, line of wild-caught tin seafood on Amazon and keep an eye out for our Watch Us Eat video where we dive into some of these goodies. Thank you so much, Nola and Kelly, for joining the podcast, and hopefully we'll have you back on soon. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, guys. 